What's up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 1081 of Ask Pat 2.0. What you're about to listen to is a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're speaking with Mio, who is from solidwellness.org. She has an amazing sort of little niche within this bigger niche of mental health and mental wellness, which is so important. And we talk a lot about her superpowers and something that we should all know about so that we can start to build businesses online and stand out from the competition and also see that competition as complementary versus just somebody who has already done it before ourselves. So what we're talking about today really is because Mio has an amazing offline practice. She's been doing it for a very long time, but she wants to start to build her community online. And she gives us three very specific reasons. I was actually very surprised to see that she was so clear with her reasons to getting her business online and you'll hear that near the beginning here but we want to build our online community and build our online business her audience how do we do that we walk through a process and you're just going to hear her excitement just increase over time in this episode in this half hour so sit back join us this is mio from solidwellness.org let's just get right to it here we go hello mio and welcome to ask pat 2.0 thanks so much for being here today Thank you, Pat. And first of all, really, I'm incredibly grateful. And I've learned so much from you over the years. So thank you for doing what you do. And congratulations on your ongoing success. Oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. And and I'm here to help you. But before that, why don't you just take a quick moment to tell everybody who you are and what you do? So my name is Mio. And as an individual, I like to think of myself as a seeker. And I guess my work is as a mental wellness and resilience coach. It's a bit of a mouthful. But most of my work, at least right now, is as a registered psychotherapist. This call with you is actually happening at the perfect time for me. I'm sure you are, but are you familiar with Gary Vee talking about the clouds in the dirt? Uh, I am. I actually have his shoes, which are like the cloud and dirt shoes. Oh, really cool. So I feel as though right now I'm really in the dirt of things and I'm quite overwhelmed by all the stuff there and sort of like that classic shiny object syndrome person. But to give you a bit of a background, about 20 years ago, I was working in the corporate world, but personally feeling kind of empty and restless. And that's when I started my own personal development journey with an amazing therapist. And it was so life-changing for me that I wanted to pay it forward. So I went back to school, went through training, and I've actually been working in private practice as a psychotherapist since 2009. But working one-on-one with clients over these years, I realized that the majority of people who seek out therapy are because they're experiencing some level of crisis. And this is work I'm really grateful to do, but I also started to think about starting a conversation around the need for ongoing mental wellness, just like understanding the need for ongoing physical health. So to also have a focus on mental resilience from a prevention perspective versus a treatment one. So I'm calling this solid wellness, and my goal is to provide information about ongoing care of mental wellness and working with people on a more consultation and and a coaching basis. And I'd eventually love to also create a community of people who are there to support one another mentally and emotionally on an ongoing basis. So from a business perspective, with my psychotherapy practice, I've been able to leverage SEO to build and sustain it, but I'm having difficulty figuring out how to grow an audience and to build a mailing list for solid wellness, especially with me being pretty social media shy, but also just kind of shy in general, I think. 
Yeah, well, I'd love to talk to you about this. Before we get to that, uh, can you help define for the listeners who may be a little confused about cloud and dirt, what that means? And that'll probably give us a good perspective on sort of where you lie on that spectrum. How Gary V talks about um, cloud and dirt is sort of, I think, an overall kind of perspective on how we can look at our, our, our business or our ventures, I guess. So I think about clouds as almost like the big goals, the big audacious kind of goals, and the dirt is all the the work and the and the details that need to happen in order to get to those goals. Exactly. And there's some good articles about cloud and dirt. He's written about it quite a bit, and he has a ton of videos about it. I'll I'll link to it in the show notes and stuff. But great. So so thank you for giving that perspective. And so the ultimate goal for you would be what? Well, my desire is to build uh, a more online-centric business, and for, that's for three reasons. Like I mentioned earlier, I'd love for all of us to start thinking about the need to be mentally fit and strong as a priority on an ongoing basis. So essentially to spread the message that the law of compounding interest applies with mental health as well. Secondly, this is, this is more personal, but I'd like to take some pressure off in relation to my psychotherapy practice so that it don't have to be so location-dependent. And this is really important to me because I'd like to be able to have more flexibility to spend time with my mother who lives in Japan. I'm located in, in Canada. And lastly, as a personal goal, I've always wanted to build and sustain an online business that generates passive income. This has always been a goal of mine. And I feel kind of silly to admit this, but it's something I haven't been able to figure out. And I've been trying to trying off and on since the 90s. And I feel like I just can't crack the code on this one. And it's kind of driving me a bit bananas. <laughs> Yeah, and that's okay. But I'm very encouraged by how clear your three goals are here. So number one, to use the online space to spread that message, you have this passion for this topic. And I agree with you. I think it's something that's so important. And usually things like this are just reaction based besides being sort of proactive about it and and, uh, having us be a little more prepared. And I think it's so important. Number two, taking pressure off your location-based business and, and, and visualizing, you know, more time with your, your mother. And that's huge. And then passive income, just the goal of wanting to say, you know, I was able to do it. And then that in turn helping the other two goals as well. So I'm, I'm all for you. And uh, I think this is something that a lot of the audience will definitely resonate with as well. But if you are, if your goals aren't as clear as Mia's, you definitely want to define what that is, because those are the things that are going to help you continue and help you try to figure things out and help you through any struggles that you might have. So well done, on that front. So let's, why don't, why don't we shift our conversation to, okay, well, how might we actually do this? And and where I want to start is, you know, if you are starting sort of from scratch or fresh with doing things online and you're, you're very professional uh, in the offline space and you're doing well there, what have you attempted or what, where does your mind want to go when it comes to doing that? So I, I think about this as more the dirt stuff or the tactical. So since the beginning of this year, I was offered the opportunity to contribute weekly to a local radio program to talk about mental health. And I thought this would help with audience building is every time I contribute, I will say, go to my website, you know, to this uh, solidwellness.org slash whatever for show notes or whatever it is. But it turns out that um, this experience, at least so far, has really been more valuable for me to practice public speaking and to use the discussions in order to create content for my website. But in terms of converting that to um, traffic or an audience, I haven't really quite seen that. It's about six months in at this point, and I know that's pretty early. But I've also learned that my strengths are better suited to being curious and also asking questions rather than to be in a more teaching type of position. And I guess as a result of that, it's always been a desire of mine to start a podcast, which I haven't done yet, 
but I figured it would be the best way to leverage my strengths. Actually, I'd like to start two podcasts and I maybe it's biting off more than I can chew right now, but very much like your podcasting model, like coaching and interviewing. But I feel like I'm all over the place and I'm hoping you can help me. Sure. We're already starting to hone in on a strategy for you. And I like I like podcast for you. You're very well spoken. You have a great voice and you're easy to listen to. You're obviously very knowledgeable. And I think that would be a perfect platform for you to be a part of, especially with where we are today in the podcasting space. Podcasting is definitely taking off and it's still something that a lot of people haven't really grasped onto yet in terms of content production, but they're definitely consuming it. So we're getting more consumers than there are podcasts to listen to at this point, which is really interesting. The latest numbers I heard from uh, Todd Cochran over at Blueberry, who keeps track of the podcasting space very well, there are still only about 700,000 podcasts that are there on iTunes or on Apple. However, there's 125,000 that are only active. So very, very little compared to you know, if you want to compare those to blogs, 500 million blogs, 500 million active YouTube channels, less than quarter million active podcasts right now. So this is a good opportunity for those of us who have some expert knowledge to step up and do it. And, and, and it's because, and the reason why I think it's a little bit less populated is because it, it does take a little bit more work and it's a little bit more just putting yourself out there. Even though YouTube is, is very similar, you can still hide behind you know, B-roll and screen recordings, but it's your voice on a podcast and it's so it's so personal. And I think because this is mental health that we're talking about, it's the perfect platform to discuss. And you're more than welcome to use the sort of Ask Pat model because, and I, first of all, I wasn't the one who invented that. It's just these things are, are taken from others, but put our own style on top of them and you would do the same thing. And I think that if you wanted to share your subject expertise, this would be a perfect way to do it in a way where it's sort of like a micro uh, version of what you would offer for people on a macro level if they were to hire you or if they, or if they were to join a community or join your program. And I think that's really exciting. How does that all kind of resonate with you? As an idea, that's exactly what sort of lives in my head. But I, I guess it's transforming that to action. Right, right. And first of all, start with one podcast and then learn the ropes, master that. And then you'll either decide, oh, I don't want to do a second one because this first one is so great or I'm ready to do the second one. Now it's going to be a lot easier. So make sure you start start with the one that you feel the most energy for. And in terms of the execution, obviously, there's certain things that have to be done to get a podcast up and running. So what I want to do is I want to give you free access to my course, Power Up Podcasting, so that you, you'll have all that sort of in front of you, because I think this is a, such important, an important topic, uh, and I want to do that for you and hopefully hold you accountable to that as well. If, uh, if you would uh, take action there, since I, I'm giving this to you, would you give me the action of actually putting this together? Oh, my God, Pat. Thank you so much. That would, I'm, I'm so appreciative of that. Cool. Okay, great. So. The beauty of this is you have a very specific and almost niched down version of, of a space within the space of mental wellness, right? There's a lot of people talking about mental wellness today, mental health, which is great. This doesn't mean, oh, I can't do it because others are already doing it. What it means is it's proven that this is something that A, needs to be talked about, and B, there's audiences out there and other influencers out there that you could potentially connect with. And the classic example I always use here on the show is I had interviewed a woman who wanted to get online. She had an offline business just like you, but she was in the dog training space. And so mental wellness for 
for puppies, if you will. And so what she ended up doing was being very afraid of getting into the online space because she felt like she couldn't compete with all the other people who were established dog trainers who were talking about so many more things who seemed to be more of an expert than she was. However, we were able to define that her superpower, her expertise within the dog training space was training very, very vicious and violent dogs. And that was the key, right? And you you seem to have that already. And if you can define what that sort of specialty and superpower of yours is even more, it's gonna be even easier for people and other influencers to not see you as competition, but see you as complementary to what it is that they're doing. So this would allow you, especially having a podcast, to go, hey, other podcaster, you know, my name is Mio. I have this specialty within the mental health space and something that I believe in and, and, and something that's very unique. I'd love to talk about it with you and, and jam with you about this and we could talk about it together. So it's not this person interviewing you and you teaching in the sense that, you know, you said you were you weren't inclined to do that, which A, you're you're going to have to do that, especially as you put yourself out there. But B, you could do it in a more co-host like fashion on these other platforms. And for anybody listening with these audiences that are already built, they're gonna be interested in you and you you'll have an easy way to go, hey, just subscribe to my podcast too to hear some of the coaching that I do with uh, solid wellness like like we talked about in today's episode. I think the radio spot that you did earlier, great practice obviously, but radio is a little bit different. I think podcasting, you know, podcasters love to promote other podcasters and you can grow your audience there. And then, so I'm gonna stop there and, and just check in with you to see how you feel and I have some more thoughts on how you can continue to grow this community. But what do you think about that? So I was thinking about podcasting from these two vantage points. Like one is more of an interview style, more information based, whereas the other is more the coaching. And in my mind, it's it feels to me like it would be easier, I guess, to be able to um, get guests for the coaching. And it also, I think, provides, I guess, a way to show what my skill set is. But what's interesting, though, is that the interviewing is what actually gets me more excited because like learning is something that learning, like I mentioned, like I'm a seeker. So just being able to, you know, sponge up, you know, different people's expertise and their knowledge and sort of like the inside baseball, you know, kind of perspective of um, people's knowledge is something that really lights me up. I guess the obstacle, like the mental or the emotional obstacle I have around this is like this idea of like, well, who would want to talk to me? Or like you mentioned, is it possible that people would think about me as competition as opposed to complementary? And that's a very common thought to have, although you'll find that, number one, a lot of podcasters love to be on other podcasts, like you're doing them a favor, you're offering them a platform, even if they don't have another podcast, authors and anybody who has a message to spread you allowing them to come on your show is a favor to them. It's 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 a value add to them. It's not a, it's not about talking to you. It's about sharing this message, just like how you would want to be on other people's shows to share yours. So that idea of like you not being worthy is is just you know blasphemy. That that doesn't mean anything. But it's a very common thought, and and I I just want to uh, say that you know you're not alone, and I I have those thoughts too. But you'll be surprised, and it wouldn't take more than a couple for you to realize just how powerful that is. And you had mentioned something earlier that would give you a huge one up compared to many other podcasters, and that is you're just innate curiosity. And that's such an important trait of a podcaster is to just be curious because by that, you're going to ask the right questions. You're going to go deeper. You're going to provide your audience who's listening 
information that they couldn't get anywhere else because of your curiosity. And I would use that as one of your superpowers when it comes to these interviews. And where my brain goes is, well, why do these need to be two different shows? Cannot they be perhaps two different types of podcasts that come on the same feed? So perhaps, you know, a a Tuesday interview and then a Friday, you know, coaching call, which is a little bit shorter, perhaps, but maybe about the same topic, maybe not. But people can expect this sort of rhythm of, you know, interview and education and then coaching and inspiration on the on the opposite end of the week. Uh, So they could all be on the same show and it would reduce the amount of work for sure. And it would provide more downloads. It would give you opportunities to, you know, attractive numbers to advertisers, perhaps, and companies that you might want to sort of have sponsor the show if you want to do that. And it would allow for the community to just get all things in one spot versus sort of the problem what I have is, for example, my podcast Smart Passive Income gets 110,000 downloads per episode and Ask Pat maybe gets 20 to 25,000. If I was smart and I could probably put them both in the same feed and then I get, you know, 80,000 more people listening to Ask Pat if they were all in the same feed. So what if they were all in the same feed? Right. I mean, I thought about that too, but I guess my natural inclination is to think about a lot of the messaging out there for entrepreneurs, which is to focus on one thing at a time. And uh, at least that's sort of, you know, the way that that I, I understand it. And while there's a part of me that's like, it makes sense to do both. I would like to do both. I was wondering if I was maybe more diluting my attention. I also think about things as like cognitive load too. Like there's so much in my sort of my mental real estate. I wonder if I can do both well. (laughs) Here's what I would recommend then just so we can get something to take action on. Start the one podcast, have it be interview based or coaching based, whichever one that you wanna do first. I think the interview one makes more sense because just the education, your connection with these other influencers and, and authors and other podcasters, it'll it'll hone in on your interview skills. And that's important because you probably already have amazing coaching skills having done your practice offline for years. So, so we're honing up those skills. And then at some point in time in the future, have an episode come out and let everybody know about it, hype it up ahead of time, build buzz for it as if it's an event and go, and go hey, everybody, next week we're gonna do a special call where it's not an interview, it's gonna be a coaching call. And you're gonna hear one of our community members in, our, in, our, in the Mio tribe or whatever you might call your, call your tribe. You know, there's like Team Gary V, there's Team Flynn, there's Fire Nation. Like you wanna name your tribe as soon as possible. Something I talk about in my new book, Superfans, just to have people feel like they're a part of the community, you know, almost immediately. And they don't wanna be an outsider, they wanna be an insider, right? So the Mio Mavens or the, you know, whatever you name them, right? <laughs> I'm just making this up. <laughs> yeah. But hey, everybody, uh, we have one of our Mio Mavens coming next week. Her name is Julie, and I'm gonna be, you know, actually doing a therapy session with her on the call. And you'll be able to hear that because this is what I do. This is what I'm an expert in. I want to bring you inside of one of those. And she was gracious enough to allow us to share this. And what happens is you do that and you get a feel from your audience. How do they respond? Is that something they like? Is that something they want to hear more of? And then they're going to actually tell you what to do. So you don't have to guess anymore and go, oh, I wonder if they like this or I wonder if they like that. You start with the one that you know you're going to have the most energy to do. Then you can slowly sort of like micro test, like in little Petri dishes, these things to see if they spread or not. And if not, then you can just, you know, continue on or they might be great. By then you'll have your podcasting sort of legs moving and going well, and and it'll be a lot easier for you to just to just do. So we are starting with one thing, but it doesn't mean you always have to be there. Yeah. And I love that you have this vision for like, because I, 
what, and listening to you, it feels as though it's like, oh, like I can actually do this <laughs> and I can actually have this podcast because right now in this, in, in my mind, it's just like this dream that I have, you know, and yet like with speaking to you and I know that you have worked with many, many people and have seen people being able to succeed and also for you to do what you do, it's almost like, oh, it's a given, right? Like it's, it's done. Like it was, but a given with a lot of hard work behind it. But for me, it just feels like, you know, when you're, when you're talking about what's possible for me or to kind of get this like vision of like what's possible, it's so encouraging. Good. I'm, gl- I'm glad. Yeah, it's really helpful. Because in my head, I'm like, this is easy, right? But I know, you know, for people just starting out that it's not. So it's my job to make sure to put it in terms that don't scare people and don't overwhelm, but also makes it more possible. And I think it's the possibility. It's the feeling of ownership of a podcast, the feeling of ownership of from the podcast building an email list, right? And then from an email list and, and, and a community that you might have on Facebook or there's many, many more tools now that have, you know, group-like functions like there's one called Mighty Networks, which uh, might be interesting for you to, to pay attention to. And, and this is for all the listeners where you could essentially have and own your own Facebook-like community, but it's just for your topic, your subject. And it has the same sort of mechanisms as Facebook with messaging and status updates and uh, groups within the group and, and private messages and things like that. So I think for mental health, especially, it's the idea of creating a safe space, wherever that space may be, that people can come to connect with and, and, and just continue to visualize and imagine, you know, the chatter that people are going to have, not just with you and you with them, but like with each other and how much that will help uh, them support one another. And, and, and that's huge. And, and this gives you then the opportunity opportunity to do things like online coaching, right, where you could be in Japan and schedule a call and still do a one-on-one, but it would be through Zoom, right, or a call of some sort, or maybe it's a group call where it's it's you or wherever in the world you are, but there's a time when, you know, a group of 15 who you put together in a sort of uh, cohort for solid mental health, they come together as sort of a little mastermind team to, to and then you coach 15 at, at, at a time, but then you kind of let them be for a while and you just are there to check in, which I've done in my accelerator program before taking people in a group, coaching them in a group-like setting and just having monthly check-ins, which has been really, really cool. And then, of course, your platform online, which allows you to get in front of uh, other audiences. And I would definitely consider you know, speaking on stage is sort of a, a phase two or phase three goal for you. Maybe there's even a book that can help with that, with building your authority, with putting your flag in the ground and saying, this is what it needs to be. This is who I am. This is what what needs to happen, which would then give you access to more podcasts or being on stage more. And And I would encourage you to also connect with not just other people who are talking about mental health because they're mental health experts. I would love for you to connect with other influencers in different spaces who are talking about mental health who are not mental health experts because then you you are able to serve them in their community more. I'm I'm thinking for example, you know, all the all the mom podcasters, all the dad the po- parenting podcasts out there who are talking about mental health and wellness for their children as they grow up. How can you help them better prepare their children as they grow up in this in the age we live in or people who perhaps their audiences are athletes, right? Who have a complete completely different set of reasons to be mentally health uh, prime and, and optimized, but you'd be able to create something for them too and get in front of other audiences. And I think that's something that a lot of us podcasters and creators who have specialties aren't thinking about. We're not thinking about how could we cross over with another space, serve them, but bring some people our way too. Wow, that's amazing. And again, the fact that you would envision this for me 
is so affirming and validating. So this feels like like a bit of rocket fuel for me, honestly. So thank you. And it's a big thing, right? It's it's starting a podcast, building a community, email. I mean, this this is an overwhelming thing. So the the best thing, like you said earlier, is to you know get in the dirt the low down subject matter expertise that you have, but then figure out along the way the next step. And the next step for you is this podcast. And so within that, there's many steps, right? Like, you know, determining the the name of the show and the artwork, and that's all outlined in the course for you. So you won't have to sort of think about that because, you know, part of being an expert who is just hungry to share this information and, and figuring out where you want to put it is to, okay, I want to start a podcast, for example, who has done it, who can help me. And just luckily, I teach that. So I'm offering you this course. But if, if, for example, a lot of you might want to do something like run a triathlon. Okay, well, you're not just going to start running tomorrow, you want to go and find somebody who has done it before, who's gone through it many times, who has failed many times, who has taught many others so that they can teach you the right way to do it and not hurt yourself, not get overwhelmed by the process and break down this huge thing like running a triathlon to okay, well, what's the workout that I do tomorrow? And so we'll get you access to that course very shortly here. But I want to just check in with you and see how you're doing and what your thoughts are and have you tell us what your next steps are. So I'm really excited about the next steps for me. And again, like, thank you so much for the opportunity to go through the podcasting course. I'm also too, like, so excited for your book to come out. Thank you. The Superfan book, because <laughs> I think it is just tailor-made for me. So I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on that as well. Why do you say that? For some reason, like I have this mental block around understanding that it'll be possible for me to build an audience or to have a following. Up until this point, like I mentioned, because I've built my offline like psychotherapy practice through SEO, and I also have other professional ethics uh, stuff rolled into this, but I haven't thought about marketing in a very specific kind of a way that's more classic marketing, which is like building a email list and all this kind of stuff. I just sort of stayed clear of that. I thought that I wasn't doing it because of ethical considerations, but really there is also a fear that I have, right? That maybe, you know, no one will want to come to my party, you know, kind of a thing, right? So I feel as though just to give myself the permission, I guess, and to just to open the door and say, you know, I'm going to put myself out there. I feel as though I do have something to contribute and I do have my own unique voice and to hope that it, it does have a resonance in it um, and that it's, it is possible to create a community and a tribe and so forth. Absolutely. And just one final story before we wrap up and, and I'll have everybody sort of learn more about where they can get more information from you. And if you don't have that yet, then we, we'll, we'll add it in when it comes out. So with my very first online business, it was about teaching people how to pass an architectural exam. Super dry, super nerdy, super most people in the world don't care about it, right? But to the people who had those pains and problems, it was everything. And to a point where, you know, I remember, and this is in the book, I get a, an email from one of my customers. Her name's Jackie. And she was just so ecstatic that she was able to finally pass her exam. She, she was studying for over a year. And after getting my guide and finding me, she passed within like three weeks. She got a promotion. She got a raise. She was like, I'm finally able to take my family to Disneyland. How would you like to come with us? I want to take you out to dinner. It was like just all this love because I was able to help her with this little pain. And we were unfortunate that we couldn't connect in person. But what ended up happening was, you know, I noticed a, a, after a couple months, I checked my customer list and like 35 new customers came in that literally came from the same firm that she was at. And apparently she had convinced her entire office and her boss to buy my guide 
because she wanted to pay it forward. At the end of this email, she said, I'm, I'm a big fan. And I was I couldn't understand what that meant because I was like, how can you be like I'm not a sports team or a musician or an artist or a creative like that. I, I helped you pass an exam. How could you be a fan? But she became a fan because I was able to help her achieve something that she wasn't able to achieve. And with what you're doing, there are so many more people that need help in the mental space versus helping with passing a specific exam. And the opportunities there for you are huge to create, you know, all these little Jackie versions uh, of your own where just one person accounted for 35 new sales and spreading that message for me. And this is why I believe, you know, focusing on the experience of the individual who comes to you whether it is somebody who comes to you online or offline and creating those moments and those experiences that get them to continue to want to come back and, and share and become an ambassador and then ultimately become a super fan. This is where businesses need to go. So you're at the perfect moment right now with starting your show, starting you know this journey and, and taking the, the experience and, and the, the work that you're doing offline and putting it somewhere online for the world. I mean, just the opportunity is huge. It's not going to be an overnight success, but keep fighting for it because there's a lot more bigger things involved here than just, you know, the fear of starting a podcast. This is people's lives and their 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 wellness that matter. And for that, you must keep going. So I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you so much, Pat. And for the record, I'm a super fan of yours. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and one, of, one of the things I've noticed and truly appreciated about what you do is that there's so much diverse representation in the folks you feature across the board. So, you know, I really want to thank you very much for that. And thank you so much for helping me today. You're welcome. And, and finally, where, if, uh, if you have a spot, where can people go to learn more about what you have to offer? So there's solidwellness.org. Uh, that's one word, solidwellness.org. And if people are also interested in maybe learning more about my psychotherapy practice, it's toronto-therapist.ca. Sweet. Thank you so much for that, Mio. And uh, thank you for opening up and, and sharing your next steps with us. Can we check in with you a little bit later on to see how things are going? Oh, please do. Pat. I would love that. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'll have Jess send you access to Power Podcasting later today, and then we'll get rolling. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mio from solidwellness.org and her practice in Toronto. We'll have all the show notes available in, in the article with Gary Vaynerchuk talking about the cloud and dirt. If you don't know what that is, you want to learn more about that. It's a very amazing sort of analogy. And finally, guess what? Superfans just came out. It came out this week. And so go ahead and grab it on Amazon right now. Or if you go to yoursuperfans.com, it'll redirect you to where you can grab it. You can also get it at Barnes & Noble. You can get it at Target, perhaps even some airports. It might be already available. I'm not exactly sure when all that's going down. But this is all new to me, publishing a book in this way versus a print-on-demand situation. So I have no idea how far or wide it'll reach. But with your help, we can go far and I'm just so thankful that Mio mentioned that she's already getting the book. And, and if you want to get it too, this is the week to get it. It'll be put into the sort of pool of, of sales at the beginning of the, of the week here, which would give us the best chance of getting our book, Superfans. Uh, and I say it is our book because it is really for you. And it's, it's our book. It was made because of you, the Superfans, the fans of SPI and Ask Pat and me, you'll see the dedication that, you know, is for you at the beginning of the book as well. So anyway, go ahead and grab Superfans. Thank you so much for all of your support for that. And if you have already read through it, it's, it is actually a quick read. Feel free to leave an honest review on Amazon. That would help out a lot. And also, if you want to get interviewed on Ask Pat, just like Mio did today and get coached by me, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and fill out the application. There's a button right there in the middle of the page. Tell me a little bit about yourself and I may reach out to you and we'll schedule a call. So really excited and thank you so much. And again, get super fans today. It's out and available worldwide on Amazon. Just check it out. Thank you so much. 
I appreciate you. Cheers and Team Flynn for the win. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.